On this Aviation Special, we sit down with the team at Atlas IED talking about Atmosphere, the product launch that we helped them do last summer, looking at the new updates for Atmosphere 2.0. All that and more next on this Aviation Special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an Aviation special, updating Atlas IED's atmosphere. This is an Aviation special. My name is Tim Albright, your host. About a year or so ago, uh, we were brought you uh, the launch of Atmosphere, a brand new uh, product platform from our friends over at Atlas IED. With me today, to talk about how it's been going since then, and a couple of updates is first and foremost, my buddy, Mr. Michael Peebler. Welcome, sir. Thanks, sir. How are you doing? I am well. I am well. And Tom Lerman, uh, the guy that you never hear from, but does some magic in the background. How are you, sir? Good, thank you. Uh, I, I mentioned about a year or so ago, actually all three of us were together here locally uh, for us at the Aviation Studios. Uh, it was a launch that launched uh, a thousand memes of me running for some <laughs> odd forsaken reason. I don't know. Uh, I blame Gina Sansevero for that, uh, just because I can. Um, but, uh, but no, seriously, it was, it was a great event. Um, you know, um, not only were you guys there, uh, but also... Um, you know, um, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, John Ivy was there. Uh, Michael, Michael, I'm going to start with you on this. You, one of the things that you guys really, really kind of honed in on, and that was the platform part of this, right? This was yeah. not just a product launch. This was not just, oh, hey, you know, this is something that we that we're just kind of throwing out there. This is an, an entirely new platform for you guys. So, given that we are, let's say, a year, maybe you know, ten months here. What has been the reception so far, and how has it been going you know, in the marketplace since that launch in, in July? Yeah, it's really been fantastic. And, and Tim, I'll, you're exactly right. It, we didn't just introduce a product. We launched an entire platform um, that we will develop on for years to come. And, and kudos to the, the smart guy on this, Tom, for and his team for really driving that development and, and, and creating that. Um, the reception's been incredibly positive. Obviously, there's been inherent market challenges, um, but we've seen great sales from the product. Uh, we've seen more and more, uh, you know, resellers uh, looking at this saying, listen, this it, the user interface, incredibly intuitive. We love how easy it is to install. And all the things that um, I think product management thought uh, we're going to be seen as an advantage or a really positive part of the product. Uh, they have been, which is great confirmation. But um, kudos to the to the reseller channel because they've surprised us as well um, by creating or finding applications for the product that I don't think, and I, I don't want to say this to be rude to Tom, but I don't think we're the focus necessarily of the product. Um, and 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 you know, resellers have done this for years. You build something with the idea it's going to be this. And then they go, oh, well, but I could also do that with it. And they've done that. Um, and, and you know, again, kind of kudos to Tom and his, his, entire, his entire team, John Stemble and, and others, who have made a point of really engaging um, with the end user and with the reseller community. A lot of demos, uh, a lot of virtual meetings um, in that, you know, seven, eight months since the launch um, to listen to what they wanted to see. And to uh, you know, to look at how that can be incorporated without any alteration on the uh, on the platform or the uh, 
the roadmap. So um, we're thrilled with the product and uh, and we're, we're thrilled with the announcement we're going to talk about today. And we think the future is incredibly bright. So it's uh, it's really been fantastic. And I personally saved about five of the memes of you running. Thank you. I, I, I do appreciate yeah. that. Uh, I think I, I do. Well, um, one of the things, and, and Michael mentioned the the you know kind of the the demo room. We we kind of broke it that week, Tom, um, because yep. we, your your guys had you know X amount of, of seats. It was virtual, right? So you, there was there certain limitations, but but you guys even had to extend it even beyond that that first week, which I think is incredible. Also speaks you know to to some of that that demand. Talk for a second, Tom, about you know some of that feedback that you've gotten and, and, and kind of where we are today and what you guys are talking about in this in this latest release, this latest launch. Right. Yeah. You mentioned the the week of demos um, that actually extended out to about three months. Um, so John Stemble's basically full time job was being in my seat right here, um, talking to small and large groups of people about this, and and the feedback was fantastic. Um, and as Michael said, we've been getting a lot of great feedback for suggestions or just we use cases that they've been able to do. Um, and as part of that, we have a planned, you know, roadmap update of features and new hardware in the future. But, you know, today we're talking about the software version 2.0, which has probably five main features and about a dozen, you know, big features. Um, and of course, numerous optimizations and things like that. But the five big features are stereo support, subwoofer support, uh, room combine, bell scheduler and accessory self-heal so stereo support and subwoofer support are pretty easy to understand um, room combine is um, pretty common in, in in some platforms of being able to combine multiple zones together to create kind of one big zone but you know the magic in that is having it be very easy to use and easy to program and from an end user perspective be able to control that without being without being confused as to what's happening Bell scheduler is exactly what you think it would be. Um, we're able to create uh, bell schedulers for even the most complex school systems and factories and other industries. And accessory self-heal is a way to automatically program um, any of our wall controllers or audio uh, wall plates. Um, if something were to happen or if it were to need to be replaced, all you have to do is take the old one out, plug the new one in, and you're up and running. And then beyond that, the dozen other big features, things like improved mixing, um, our virtual wall controller 2.0, which is a way of getting uh, audio control on your mobile device without having to have an app or anything, um, and just dozens of other big features. I, I want to go through a couple of these really quickly. And the first one I want to, to, to tackle is, is the room combiner. Um, and you, you made a comment there, and, and again, I, I used to, to I, I, I would used to say that I, I was a programmer. I never really was a real one. I just tried really hard. Uh, I was never not, not I was never that smart. But one thing that always kind of tripped me up was the room combining, right? Whether that was the programming, um, the the control system to 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 do that, or it was you know programming the, the DSP to do that. The one part of that magic thing that you said there is is make it easy and, and the, the, make it simple for both the end user, the person actually trying to combine and divide the rooms and also for the programmer. Talk for a second about the need for that, especially in hospitality, especially um, in you know, event spaces and, and how you guys were able, not don't get, take me through the ones and zeros, but how you guys were able to make you know, that interface more simple to use and more simple to program. I think the biggest thing is we had the luxury of three years ago starting from scratch. 
we didn't have a platform we had to build on. We didn't have a software suite we had to fit into or a paradigm we had to meet. We were able to start from scratch. And, and as I mentioned in the beginning, this is part of a planned update. So we always planned to have this in there. And one of the biggest pillars of Atmosphere is for it to be kind of a next generation of programming experience where you don't have to go in and draw all your lines and make all your connections in order to do the things that you need to do. You know, more and more the feedback we've been getting is, you know, we don't miss the old way of having every possible tool in a toolbox that I now have to build my system. You guys provided a, all these tools in such a way and in an order and with an interface that makes sense. So I would say the most important thing was starting kind of from scratch, knowing where the industry has gone over the past couple decades and knowing we wanted to do it simpler and better. So that's a big advantage we have um, was not having to fit into any other kind of paradigm. Um, and atmos another pillar of atmosphere is you know, ease of use for installers and ease of use for end users. And I know that's really a common thing that people want to say, but we really took care in talking with integrators and saying, how are you using these room combined experiences? And what, you know, let's talk about how your customers, you know, once you program it, are you getting calls back from your customers? So we were able to get lots of good feedback. Um, you know, one of the reasons we're, we're doing room combined now versus at launch is we wanted to have that feedback. We wanted to have systems out in the field. We wanted to have hands-on with our system and in our environment. And so by doing that, it was a really natural evolution um, for our zones to now be able to be combined and uncombined. And we have all sorts of different ways to do that with GPI and virtual wall controllers and front panels and physical wall controllers and things like that. And the thought process has always been if our integrators and installers can program this in such a way where they don't get calls back, that's our biggest goal. And we found that the integrators have really latched onto that because, you know, that's a service call and, you know, that's hours of their billable hours and all that stuff. So any further maintenance is um, deemed unacceptable. So that was just really a pillar of it and listening to people and going out to systems and seeing how it's used. Yeah, absolutely. Michael, really quickly before we get back to Tom on some of the features, uh, he, he used the term feedback, which I think is kind of a little funny pun, uh, talking about a DSP. But but talk about that feedback loop, right? Talk about that feedback loop when it comes to getting back from from the dealers that like you have over the last year, and you know the way that you guys are able to kind of facilitate that that communication between the end user and those facilities and the dealer and you guys and getting that back into Tom and his team and, and so they can start working on and assessing some of these, you know, use cases, but also some of these feature requests. Yeah. So, you know, we've used technology and we've used time and we've tried to knock down every point of friction or barrier between us and the customer and the customer in this case is both the reseller installer that's going to have to be out there doing it and supporting it long term and the end customer who's going to be using it kind of to tom's point so um you know we use teams right i know there's zoom and teams and all the other but we as a company we use teams so there's a team created for this and so anyone in the company that's interfacing with those groups has a medium to go put it out there and everyone on the engineering and product management side is on that team so if they hear 
you know, one of my, my RSMs or one of our reps out in the fields talking to a customer and they get a particular point of feedback that that, uh, that person finds interesting, they immediately can pop open Teams and say, hey, I just got off a phone call with someone who said da 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 right? And it immediately gets looked at and considered um, and digested as, as a point of feedback. And, and really to Tom's point, I think the, the beautiful thing that we did is, is by making that team, uh, the product management team, so accessible. And it really was three months of just pounding uh, that team with with uh, demos and and, uh, and and candidly, I mean, we we did it because that was the only way we could get it out because of COVID. But but the, we got all these byproduct, these unintended consequences of of all this communication. And 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 Tom did a, a really fantastic job, and 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 so did John Stemple at really digging in and asking the why question. Why do you need that? Why? How is your customer going to use it? How Instead of just saying, look, I'm going to train you on this and I'm going to do the demo and I'm on autopilot and I've already done 500 of these. Um, they really went in and said, why do you want to know that? Or why do you care about that? Or well, how is your customer going to use it? And, and like, let's just go to the room combining. And, and Tom, I'm, I will consider this a little relay. I may pass the baton to you here, make sure I use the right term. But, you know, one of the things I love in the way the system is set up now is if a facility, let's say it's a, a, a hotel in a, in a town, and the first Tuesday of every month they have the rotary meeting, and that room needs to be one big room, they can set it up so that it's always on the schedule to do that. Um, and the tech doesn't have to remember. And if the tech gets sick on Monday afternoon, they don't have to you know, wake up Tuesday morning and go, oh no, the, the room's not gonna be ready for rotary. It's all set up to do it, whereas on Monday it was broken into three different rooms. And and Tom and, and the product management team and the engineering team, they developed a way for that to be set up. So they already know that that's coming. It's already planned to, to physically happen. Um, and I think that's really understanding and, and going to the point of understanding the end customer's pain. Because if we understand that well, it's a better chance that our reseller partner is going to be successful. And to Tom's point, if they don't have to roll a truck, they just got a happy customer. Then when the customer wants another experience, they're likely to pick up the phone and call that same integrator and say, Hey, you did such a good job last time. We haven't even had to call you. We got another project. And, and we think that's really positive, especially as we start talking about projects that scale to hundreds of locations, right? We've got, you know, gyms and personal gyms and retail facilities and all that have locations across the country. They want to know that they're going to roll it out once and and be able to trust that it's going to to work. And, and again, I think Tom and his team really did a fantastic job. And Tom, you can specifically talk about the application I, I shared. What's the term? It's, uh, I'm still learning 2.0, sorry. But what's the new term for how that's set up? Our scheduler? Yeah, well, it's the scheduler, but I was thinking there was something else. But uh, yeah, we have we have um, schedulers that can recall things like scenes or GPOs, scenes or yeah. Scene combined. Yeah. Yep. And then those can also be scheduled, you know, throughout, you know, at, at, you know, just like you schedule your your Outlook and your calendar, you can have one repeat 
every single Monday, let's say at three o'clock, right. right? And then that that is what kind of Michael's talking about with that automation part, right? Where right. you can set a scene, you can set a theme, you can set you know certain parameters, and it happens every single day and every single week, and when you know whatever you want to do, which is what kind of what you're talking about, where you automate that that process, right? Uh, especially in systems and in you know facilities that these regularly occurring meetings happen. Um, and that is something, especially when it comes to room combine and divide, that you know a lot of facilities do have, especially as we all kind of get back into you know in-person events. Absolutely, um, yeah. Tom, I, I also one one thing real quickly because because Michael's hit on and you both have hit on that that truck roll portion. Talk for a second about the power of self-healing. Uh, other other industries and other um, technologies in the AV space ha have, have have gone down this road. Um, displays have got, have gotten this. Um, some uh, digital signage players as well. But when you guys start talking about self-healing, talk for a second about the power that this gives integrators when it comes to time-saving measures. Because you no longer have to reprogram an, an, an ancillary device. You can just simply unplug the broken one, plug the other one back in, and the, the system is up and running. Talk for a second about how this saves both the, the customer time and money, but also the integrator. Yeah, the self-heal is an interesting one. You know, we talk about our planned updates and we talk about getting feedback from our customers. And this is one which is based directly off of feedback we got from integrators. And the conversation usually goes something like this is, you know, how do you, if one breaks, how do you get it up and running again? And we had, you know, uh, okay answer. Well, you can just do the same thing. It only takes the beauty of these controllers. It only takes a few minutes to set up something that would normally take a half hour or more in something like an open architecture system. Um, and it wasn't, you know, and we said they don't, we don't plan on them breaking. And, and that wasn't the point. The point was peace of mind. The point was I have, you know, for, especially for bigger companies, uh, well, big and small companies, they have different levels of text that they could send out to an end site. And if the tech needs to be, you know, a high level tech that's trained and programmed, it costs them more money versus a lower level tech that can, um, you know, that's not as familiar, that can be trusted to plug the system in okay. Um, and furthermore, they, you know, for the customer to get up and running as fast as possible, a lot of them said, you know, our customers would choose the option to just have it drop shipped directly to them and they could plug it in. Um, so this wasn't as much of a, of a need from, well, we think these things are gonna break over time, or, or even our customers saying, we're concerned they're gonna break over time. Their concern was when things happen and things may happen, how can we get the customer up and running as fast as possible with as little downtime and with no error? Um, and that's how this feature was developed. And you know, we took that feedback going, okay, well, how do we solve this problem? I've been involved in self-heal self systems in the past that were really laborious to set up and, and a little finicky. So we came up with a really simple um, solution to this and it's, it really is as easy as, it's a boring demo because all you're doing is unplugging one and plugging it back in and nothing happens and that's the point. Um, so it really was all about peace of mind and this is from direct feedback from, from our customers. I want to point something out. You said you about, about having you know systems drop drop shipped. You know, uh, Michael mentioned the fact that some of these systems are going into into larger venues. You know, there are some customers and and, and more and more you know customers that are that are have on site techs or on site you know uh, AV um, integrators or on site you know IT um, technicians who also know AV who can do these things. 
they'll a lot of times they'll they'll purchase you know you know X Y Z of of, of of a number of, of devices that they think maybe not break because it's but it's it's a bad design. But these these systems and these these uh, per, uh, systems are in publicly facing facilities, right? right. You, you know, one of the right. things about hospitality is if you say something's you know uh, if you put something out in the public, there's a good chance if the public can get their hand on it, it it could get you know, I don't know, a baseball bat through it or something. But so those things will happen. I'm talking about TVs here and, and there's a long story mm -hmm. there. But, you know, giving them that power and, and the ability to get their system up and running without having calling a tech or just calling a tech and then walking through. It's OK. OK, you 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 know, that box is that we sold you the extra, you know, two or three of these. Just go replace it. And that's it. Right. Mm -hmm. There's some power, some some serious power there. Yeah. Uh, and just by the sheer number of oh, excuse me, but just by the sheer number of of different integrators around the world that sort of had the same experience, you know, you're, you know, they're talking from experience. Like the yeah. fact is things happen and when they do, what can we do to help? And Michael, talk about the power from a sales standpoint of, of giving the, the customer, the, the actual restaurant owner or the hotel manager, that peace of mind that knows that, you know what, y yeah, you're going to buy a couple of extra of these, but you're going to be down the time it takes to walk back to the warehouse and, plug it back in right yeah huge obviously right all of us buy technology whether you know consumer technology and and all kinds of stuff and there's a failure rate um i, I used to have a mentor who used to always say it, it's technology it's gonna fail every once in a while and and people will not judge you by whether your technology fails every once in a while they'll judge you by how you respond when it does right and and i think an owner you say, listen, we don't expect this to fail, but if it does, here's your insurance plan. You bought one extra, you go in there, you plug it in, and, and guess what? Your your you know, your background music in your restaurant or in your dining area or your bar area or or your gymnasium. I, I you know, you talk about a baseball bat. I think about this going into a junior high or high school gym. Um, you know, with a, a Bluetooth receiver there for for music for pep rallies and you know, I mean yeah, you know, a basketball, a baseball bat, a, a seventh grader's head. I mean, who knows what it's going to be, right? Um, so stuff's going to break sometimes. I think it's a powerful message to an end user to say, listen, we've thought about this and we have a solution for you that's super simple. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think it, it's, it's an incredibly powerful part of the design. And it really speaks to the whole idea. Again, we go back to that platform word, but it speaks to the power of the platform that it's, it's done and looked at. And, uh, you know, Tom said it, we started, we started scratch, right? We, we didn't have to have something else that we were working from. And so they could think, how is this, you know, not only how's it going to work, but how's it going to, how's the interface going to look and what else is in the world today? And, you know, the, the, you know, intelligent learning devices, like we talked about with the ambient noise sensors and ambient noise compensation, you know, that, that didn't exist maybe three years ago, like it does now. And so the ability to really build a whole experience around the platform, as opposed to just building a set of hardware and saying this is what it is and then the flexibility of the team and the platform to listen to customers and say yep you know what we can do that we we weren't at least i will tell you from a sales standpoint the intent was not to drive this as an education solution initially when we introduced it we saw an avenue for it we absolutely saw a place that it could fit but we had a lot of customers come back and say hey i've got a small school in my area and they've got a 
Bell and PA system put in in the 1960s or early 70s, and they don't want to spend the money on a significant upgrade. And the head end of whatever system it is um, is extremely expensive, and they don't want to go spend the money. And we've had this for years, and people would take our global comp system, our head end that drives airports and stuff, and candidly, they would look at it and go, this is more expensive than what we were looking to pay. And the beauty is with Atmosphere and with the Bell scheduling application, which, as Tom said, it works in industrial and, and uh, healthcare and, and all kinds of other applications, right? It fits. But it can absolutely work in a school. And for a really effective cost, you can swap it out, tie into the amplifier that's there or swap that out, change out some of the speakers from the 70s that haven't worked in 20 years. And, you know, everybody just knows don't stand on that side of the room because it doesn't work. Um, and, and uh, you know, get that stuff started. And all of a sudden, the school's got something that looks modern, feels modern, has modern interfaces like Bluetooth and, and XLR for the microphone. And they've got a, a more modern Bell and PA system. And all they've done is swap out the head end. So I love the fact that they were able to respond and create something that looks custom designed for that space. So it's, it's all a very powerful message. We spend a lot of time talking to end users and, it, and the message plays very, very well. Well, it also gives that, specifically about the school system, it also gives that school a platform to build on and to kind of grow with. Um, not quite future-proof, I, I, don't, I don't use that word. No. Uh, but it gives them a platform to grow for the next few years um, you know, and, and kind of expand as they do grow, right? And as they do replace those speakers that haven't worked in 30 years. So. Absolutely. Look, we've got 1,003 school districts in the state of Texas, and we think big districts, right? Dallas and Fort Worth and Houston and, you know, Harris County and, and all of that kind of stuff. But we've also got 700 small school districts, you know? I mean, there's a lot of little bitty districts in rural parts of the state, and, that, and they may not want they may not see a massive growth in population they're just looking to keep things running um and and this this makes for a fantastic solution that's cost effective and and you know the virtual wall controller all of a sudden in the building becomes somewhat of a mobile app um so if they need to do something off of it you know press an emergency notification or have a pre-recorded message for a particular event they can. So, yeah, it gives them a very modern system um, that that fits the application and, and takes them farther, much farther than what they thought they were going to get by just changing out the head end. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, as we wrap up here, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're recording this a, a couple of days before you're ready to go. But if somebody needs to get a hold or wants to get a hold of this latest upgrade, how do they how do they get a hold of you or how do they get a hold of, of Atmosphere 2.0? Um, atlasied.com is where the, the firmware will be hosted, of course, on our website, um, on any of the product pages for Atmosphere, um, and that should be ready the first week of May. Um, and you can always email me at tom.lerman at atlasied.com, T-O-M dot L-U-R-E-M-A-N at atlasied.com. Very good. And Mr. Peebler, if somebody wants to find out more about Atmosphere or anything with Atlas IED, how do they connect with you? Yeah, check, keep keep an eye on us on socials. Obviously, right, we're on Twitter and and LinkedIn and um, and Facebook. Um, AtlasIED.com. Make sure you check out the the application pages. We've got two incredible uh, case studies coming out on Atmosphere. One in a brewery dining area, inside outdoor. 
all Atlas IED, all driven with Atlas in the head end. Uh, we've got a hospitality application coming as well. Uh, these are both going to be, you know, they're professionally shot and done. So it's going to be a great way to kind of see the product in the wild, how it's being used. Um, and they can reach out on the, the website on the contact us page is a list of my entire team across the country or uh, or if you need anything 24 7 just feel free to call Tom no I'm just kidding um, you can reach out to me um, at michael.peveler at atlasied.com uh, or reach out to us through the contact page and uh, we'll make sure somebody in your area gets it back to you very quickly yeah absolutely well thank you guys both so much it's been great Kind of catching up and, and kind of you know putting putting a bow uh, on last year's uh, festivities and, and the fun that we had last summer. So thank you both. Uh, for us here at Aviation, go by our website aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. You can actually watch uh, the launch of Atmosphere from last July. Uh, find out all that and more at aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv.